and said to the teachers, they go, what do you want to do, Gary? I said, I'm going to run my area. Moving up, leveling up, product is violent, made best of what we do, and we can keep tabs on what's going on in our area, you know? That wouldn't have happened in our area because I would have been all over it, you know? And so I plucked one of them kids from each fucking corner of Melton, you know? We had a crew of five, and with that five, we controlled the town, you know? Yo, it's your boy King Dave here, and this is the Fallon Show. Hope all is going well out there. How about you introduce yourself, brother, and where you're from? Uh, so my name's uh, Gary Wright. Uh, everybody's calling me TikTok Gary at the moment. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm from um, the western suburbs of Melbourne. So a little town called out just outside on the west there. It's called Melton. But yeah, no, so this is Gary Wright, so they call him TikTok Gary, apparently. <laughs> but, uh, brother here has actually got an awesome story of redemption. He has done a bit of time over there. Um, it, uh, through the system there in Melbourne, but he's been able to um, switch it up and turn it around, and he actually um, started popping off on TikTok recently. So he's just got over thirty thousand subscribers on TikTok in like two months, just for sharing his story, just for speaking his truth um, of rehabilitation. So um, now that's awesome, bro. Um, you know that that's a lot of followers in a short amount of time, brother. Thank you, Dave. I just want to thank you for the opportunity, brother. You know, much appreciated, bro. Full respect. I just want to shoot a message out there to the youth and that, and anybody on with mental health or drug addiction, you know, anybody in a bad spot. I've, I've been in a lot of bad spots, so uh, I'm in a good position. I've just spoke spoke my mind and my heart, and um, I'm my sort of a journey of redemption, you know, it's just kicked off and um, it seems to be going well. So thank you for the opportunity to shoot my message further, brother. You're doing a really good thing, bro. You, you're killing it, bro. Like, you, you're putting in you're putting in hard and I love it, you know. It's awesome. Yeah. 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 Nah, it's, it's awesome, man. I definitely know how you feel, man, um, with what you're doing right here, man. It's the, the same same fight we're fighting here, man, same battle. 100%. So it's, it's awesome to have you on, man. Nothing but respect, brother. And we will go on to, you know, your sort of um, all you've been doing on TikTok and and how um, you've really been able to speak to people through that platform. But to start us off, bro, so Melton, uh, that's where you, was that where you grew up? Yeah, bro, yeah, yeah. Um, so I moved there when I was about five years old. Mum went up there. It was um, sort of probably out west. It, it'd be probably the lowest uh, lowest prices on housing out there. So, you know, a lot of uh, broken homes, you know, people that are just getting by end up getting out there, you know. And... Um, my mum's a good mother, you know, she 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 tried her hardest, she's worked as long as I've been alive, she's a nurse and stuff, but um, dad wasn't there, he wasn't there, he was there for me, but he just wasn't there for financially because he uh, he got robbed of his um his potential by uh, alcohol, you know, so, um, but he's a legend too, uh, much respect for my parents, but my dad just was a, a sucker for the substance, you know, and being legal, you know, it's right in your face and yeah, the alcohol got him, bro, but he's a, he's a very wise man. And uh, mum's mum's a legend. She's a proper uh, fruitful member of the community, you know. Proper is, you know. She's really she puts in. She's a mum of three boys, and um, yeah. So like, but I just come from a broken home, and that's where it starts, doesn't it? You know, and that's not her fault, man. You know, it's not dad's fault. You know, like, it is what it is. You know, we're only a product of our environment, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah very true, brother. Yeah. Very true. So yeah. yeah. So how was the man going into your teenage years out in um out in Nelson, man? What sort of crowd were you getting around with and um? Did it start off young for you or did it sort of just was yes yeah, started off pretty young eh? um i've always been a bit of a uh, live life on the edge type of guy you know so sort of um if, if you're not living life on the edge you're taking up too much space that's sort of mentality i've always had sort of real out there on top of fucking hyperactive kid i've got add and adhd turning point for my um 
my, my bad career choice was um, mum worked two jobs and um, all we had was like we were broke a, very, a lot, you know. We were broke a lot growing up, three boys she had. She worked her ass off and like I said, dad wasn't there because of the alcohol financially. And um, so I, I never had the mindset that the job was good, do you know. Um, what I did look up to was the guys in my area playing up, you know, the guys with the Nikes and the fucking gold chains and this and that, you know, they were getting around and I thought, oh, these guys are cool, you know. And so uh, as soon as high school started and they were asking people, what do you want to do for a job? I was already putting my hand up only because of what I've seen. And it was, you know, 10 bucks at home at mum's at our house was five bucks for petrol and the other five bucks for ham sandwiches for school, you know, and then we're broke again. So I looked up to the other guys that were running amok in the area and thought, I'm going to be like them. So I put my hand up in school straight out and said to the teachers, they go, what do you want to do, Gary? I said, I'm going to run my area, you know? So what a shit career choice, but. All right, man. So from there, so I thought I'd say this as well, man. So Gaz here is a bit of an OG over there in Melton. He was a bit of a mentor to some boys that I know um, from my walk in prison with some of the Melton boys. So this dude does have a, a name out there. Um, so it's awesome to see you um, speaking your truth like this, brother, on this platform. It's it's awesome, man. So I know it'll inspire a lot of people in the area too. You know, so you, yeah. Um, yeah. So from there, so I guess well, when were your first run-ins with the law, man? When did that sort of oh, stuff? Oh shit! I think your first one was about twelve. Uh, just a theft from a shopping center or something. Yeah, it was. I think it was a Mars bar, if I remember. Just a little caution and that. But um, yeah, that was pretty much. Uh, would have been just before high school or the start of high school. You know, it started just little thefts and that, and um, then it moved on to so probably uh, fleecing cars. And then um, from there, uh, fleecing sheds, you know, um, and then and from there, moved on to houses. Um, before I finished high school and caught my first juvie sentence, uh, we, we were uh, breaking in the shop, smashing grabs. Uh, by, by the end, before high school even finished, uh, I got my first juvie whack. Um, we were doing proper shopbergs, you know, commercial shopbergs and that, you know. I'm not proud of it. I feel sorry for the people that we did, Rob, but... um. I say it was just product of my environment, bro. Like, we're just bored and, you know, you learn on the run just like I'm learning on the run now, you know. I'm, what I mean by that is, you know, I'm learning as we go, you know, taking yeah. every day as it comes and trying to learn. And that was the same. So we just kept leveling up, you know. Started from little petty shit and then moved on to what you could say was some organized bergs on shops. And back then there wasn't many alarms, you know. If there was, we'd just wait for them to come patch it up. And then we'd sit off and once they come patch the windows up that we broke, we'd run in and take everything and then or we'd climb up on the roof and peel the roofs back and then drop down into the storeroom where there was no sensors, no alarms and stuff like that, you know. How was uh, um, how was Judy for you going into there? Uh, it wasn't bad. Um, I actually only did one juvie hit. And, um, yeah, when, when I went in there, by luck, um, one of the boys that were running the pod, he, um, he knew me. And he was a cousin of a friend. I was in speaking to officer, the youth worker. And he's like, listen, you know, if anybody offers you a cigarette, they could want a bit more than a cigarette, you know, like just keep to yourself. Uh, comes in, this guy's being cheeky and he slaps me on the shoulder. He goes, remember me, brother? I said, nah. He goes, fucking rah-rah's fucking cousin. He goes, remember back at the school and that when I was up at M-Town? I was like, oh, true. He's like, don't worry, bro. I got gotcha. you. And so, like, I was lucky, bro. You know, he had my back, you know? Yeah. And um, so I did my juvie pretty easy, yeah? But um, you know, sat at the main table with the boys and that, and like, yeah, you know, throw me a cigarette here and there and all the rest of it. So it was all right. But um, when I did come out of juvie, because well, I went to, went away to juvie for Bergs and that, 
But when I did come out, I was over it because we were just young punks just running amok, just stealing stuff, little thieves. And, um, you know, the Jacks were always knocking on our doors. We weren't fully organised by that stage. So Jacks were always knocking on our doors. It wasn't hard to catch, catch, catch us little cunts with uh, stolen goods. You know what I mean? They knew our ammo. We were in the area tearing it up, little shits. And um, we all come from broken homes or bad backgrounds, all the rest of it. And uh, so I, when I was in juvie, I thought, fuck this Bergen shit, you know, because it's just always there. You know, every fucking, you know, every week we'll capture another Berg charge, you know. It was bullshit. I was over it. And um, so when I come home, I thought, fuck the Bergs. You know, I'm over the fucking Bergs and that. So I leveled up and started moving and shaking, you know. Went up to the older guys in cars. I was on a pushy as it works out. You know how it works out. And uh, they're doing all right. Moving out of their fucking you know, teens. And I was a little guy just stepping into my teens. I think I was a, just turned 15. I was still in school. I think it was about year nine when I first went to juvie and that. And uh, come home and said to the guys, you know, you put me on. And they said, yeah, we'll put you on, brother. You know, and that's how it works, you know. The sucky bit is, like I said, you just probably invite. I end up being that guy in the car in the area. They were putting the little guys on, you know. It fucking sucks, you know. I really regret that type of shit now, you know. Fucking, it doesn't sit well with me, Dave. You know, promise yeah, you. Yeah, worded, word. Oh, well, that's why it's awesome you being able to do what you're doing now, man. You know, you're obviously in alignment and divine alignment. You know, um, <laughs> the platform you're on now, man. It's it's you're on track here, bro. You know, getting your radio um opportunities and and you know me being able to give you this um time to speak, okay. bro. It's, it's awesome, man. But you know, people yes. people will relate to your story, brother. Once I got out of juvie, like I said, I started moving, shaking. But I had a good run. I was pretty successful, yeah. I was pretty good at what I did. Um, I was about 18 because I used to fucking get around on discos, shuffling on the bickies and all them ones, you know. And um, so I was like, for the next few years, I was sort of just getting by and supplying a party prescription, if you'd say. You know what I mean? For yeah. myself. And um, ended up going, well, fuck that. I want to rise above this shit. I want to better myself. Even though it sounds whacked, but better myself in the environment I was in, you know. And so I ended up quitting all drugs. 18 so fuck that you know because i wanted to be better than the next so i um didn't get on drugs and then for the you know probably about the next seven years would have been i um did my thing and um yeah i was uh, i could end up catching a case where um some bouncers were fucking um allegedly fucking because they there's there's a long story to it but so not allegedly but i was found guilty for it but so but they say that uh he he so he he met two undercovers in a town and um he was uh he over so many it was about a two-month period there was a bunch of phone intercepts and these two undercover girls you know come up to him in the clubs and that like sucking lollipops like like they're peeking and that hey what's going on you know we heard you got some things and that and he ended up selling them um uh, seven thousand bickies i think and uh eleven hundred grams of speed well in the when the cops hit us, they tried to say that that 7,000 and uh, 1,100 grams of speed was, I'd supplied him. And um, so I took a plea. It was, yeah, I was phone intercepts in that. And um, so, yeah, I took a plea and I ended up getting five or three. And, um, yeah, from there, so I went in, did my first whack. I was about 25 then. It was pretty successful, successful at that time. I was living pretty well, you know, hitting up the strippers, but dropping stacks and that, you know, I had a nice car and nice furniture and all the rest of it. You know how it is. Had it all going on. I thought easy money. It's like um just just street rich, but, you know, at the end of the day, yeah, easy come, easy go. And uh, so I went to prison and um, still finding myself as a man, you know, 
done a little bit all right in my area, but I'm um, still finding myself as a man. And when I hit the yard, you know, or, or uh, they first put me in younger offender because I just got a little guy, just fit the criteria. You're still on 25, you know. And so, um, you know, 20, 18, 25 at Pennine, Port Phillip. Yep, yep. Yeah. So I hit there and within a couple of weeks, I said, get the fuck out of here, you know. And then um, they end up shipping me off to Loddon. So when they just assessed me, you know, seeing where I was going, sentence management. And I ended up going to Loddon, lasted six months there. You know, um, yeah, ended up, had a girl that I was ringing on the phone saying, make sure you do the right thing on a visit. She's like, oh, you know, I've been with her for 10 years. She's high school sweetheart. She's like, oh, not happy about it, you know, but she's coming in saying, if I get pinched, you know, so she ended up getting a challenge and uh, that all, that ended our relationship, you know, and uh, so it is what it is. Didn't speak to her for 12 months. Well, I did, but just a couple of phone calls here and there, more worried about my jail. And then, yeah, so they moved me on from Loddon. I went to Fulham. I went to Fulham, punch-ons as you do, you know, trying, you know, I'll be honest, they've been a dickhead trying to make a name for myself, you know I mean, straight out, you know, if you can, and then, uh, End up going to Old Scarb North. They took me from Fulham. Ended up going to the Old Scarb North when you had to get wandered, you know. Yeah. And um, the proper Scarb North before they changed it up to the middle queen and that. And then I was like, whoa, so I'll be some fucking killers. You know what I mean? Like, mm. I was a little guy. And then so I started to fucking feel it. And said, oh, I better fucking settle down a bit. Yeah. And then they shipped me off to Barwon. I got class out to Barwon. Then when I got to Barwon, I sort of found my pecking order, you know. And, um, I'll, be on, I'll tell you how it is. I wear my heart on sleeve. I was quite content with where I'd found myself. I could walk and talk, you know, with um with the boys in the yard that were known as good crooks. So, you know, I wasn't I wasn't just a you know bottom feeder, as we say. You know how it is, Dave. Yeah, and um yeah, I was a decent head in the unit. wasn't the best, but definitely far from the worst. You know, and I, I'm not proud of it, but um yeah, and sort of found myself got my B, went to Illawarra, then from there um got my C. They put me at open camp. Come home. And come home with the stupid mindset of, right, now I've uh, done my jail, I've done my apprenticeship, I know what I'm about. I've, I've been with some of the biggest crooks in Victoria and I'm not a bad crook at all. I know what I'm talking about, you know? And um, so I hit the ground running, bro. And yeah, it obviously goes on from there, you know? So I just continued down the same route that you were doing before prison? Yeah, just levelled up, bro. Like, um, finished um, running the muck. When I got home, I said, we won't run the muck out of our area anymore. You know, because um, I, I caught a blue, the drug blue, I caught it out of our area. And so I couldn't keep tabs on, you know, what they were doing, you know. I didn't know. I had um, 30-something coeys in um, my drug blue flow chart. Oh, well, yeah. I only knew two blokes. I only knew two blokes. I only knew two blokes, you know. The rest I don't even know. Do you know? But so, like, I've never met them in my life. And um, so that was from – so what I said is, well, you know, now we locked down our area. We don't want anybody else's area. We just have our area. We can keep tabs on what's going on in our area, you know. That wouldn't have happened in our area because I would have been all over it, you know. But a stepping outside our area got me, got me pinched. But it's a blessing in disguise at the end of the day because you know yeah. I had to, I had to, I had to. You have to take the, the, the downfalls. You have to take the losses to to build you as a man. So, um, then yeah, hit the ground running and once again did what I did best and wasn't proud of it, man. Fucking you know, part of fucking I was being part of ruining the community. But um, so the next step was, this is very ironic, but the next blue I caught was, um, and that's where I met, as we know, we've got a friend, Brody, we've got a mutual friend. That's where I met Brody and we had a crew, had a good voice. So there's a bunch of little, if you call them burrows, you know, little shacks in different parts. So you got west, east, 
you know, um, you know, um, south, you know, central, you got little parts of Melton, you know, and um, I end up plucking a bunch of heads from um, each, you know, you get a hundred kids that grow up and uh, one of them kids is going to ride and die to the bitter end, you know, he's fucking, he's all about it, you know what I mean? And so I plucked one of them kids from each fucking corner of Melton, you know, I had a crew of five and with that five, we controlled the town, you know, and um, it's not a good thing, Dave. It's not. It's fucking shit. But it's my story, you know. And I'm gonna tell it. But um, so let's get past that. So anyway, from there, we run a little gang and that, you know. And um, yeah, we we controlled the area and just uh, the next the ironic bit is is the next blue I caught was actually innocent for. So um, as we know, the jacks they fight fire with fire, and um, you know if they can't get you on one thing, they'll set you up for another. So mm. and next minute, I'm I'm, I'm facing uh, I'm facing trial. Me and my boys were facing trial, big numbers, Dave, yeah? So a uh, bunch of cases backed up. Some boys had six, some boys had three. I had four. They just loaded us up, you know, loaded, load, loaded, loaded, loaded us up. And um, obviously a lot of people that were, you know, further down the chain, acting like they're all about that life, decided when they're in the jack shop and under the pump they weren't. So, you know, and all that stuff. And a lot of people started talking shit, you know, Jack's, twist their story and that and yeah so i'm sitting in the dock going fuck man fucking my life's over you know i don't know maybe it's done because as we know there's plenty of innocent people in jail like i said they can't get you on one thing they get you on another them you're off the streets you know that's a, i understand their tactics i don't agree with it but i understand you know um and uh so yeah and i was um that's the first time i found drugs really for it was about three two three three when i started running them trials so, you know, good, good 15 years I hadn't been on drugs. And then um, I remember sitting in the dock. It was like a dirty secret, Dave, when I, when I heard them numbers getting spat out between the judge and the prosecution and our defence. And I'm thinking, fucking hell, man, my life's over. If I get, def- if I get pinched on it, I'm done. You know, like, fuck, it's finished, bro. Like, what, and all the fake respect and the money and the fucking cars and the women and all that bullshit, all that materialistic shit that's fake as fuck, it didn't weigh up, man. You know what I mean? All of a sudden, it was just, I had tunnel vision, I had greed, you know? The power, the greed and the power, and then, you know, corrupted me, you know? And so, like, I was I was caught in the, caught in the fucking game. And um, I thought, you know, I always thought, man, the boys, we don't give a fuck. We'll stick fat. We'll do the time. And which we did stick fat. But when the time come up, man, it didn't seem like a good idea, you know what I mean? Like, bad career choice. And uh, for the next two and a half years while I fought trial, man, I had a dirty little secret in my head thinking, I'm over this shit. But I couldn't speak the words, you know. I couldn't I couldn't bring them out of my mouth. I couldn't turn around and say, I'm done with crime, boys. I'm done with the game. I'm, I'm hanging up the gloves. I couldn't say it. It was only when, um, you know, touch wood, I was innocent and I was found not guilty on, on most of the big charges. And I ended up taking a plea on one little charge. Um, my four coies were with me. They all found not guilty. And um, I got a 20, uh, 33 with 20 months on the bottom. And uh, my mum started crying. And I said, don't worry. We're good. You know, mum, mum, it's okay. I'm going to be home. And right there and then, I knew I had another shot on life. You know? And um, so I hit the yard. The boy said, what's doing, Gaza? I said, I'm retired. Straight up. As soon as I seen anybody, I said, what's cracking, bro? Slap it up and that. You know how it works? I said, I'm done. And um, I said, I'm finished, bro. I'm going home. That's the whack, you know? I said, yeah, yeah. So um, I ended up jumping through hoops in the system and ended up getting to open camp and stuff like that again. 
And, um, you know, just uh, playing, that was 18 months incident free, bro. Like, first time I ever managed that, you know, like, usually slot, had that attitude on it. You want me TV, I'll throw it off the tier. Them ones and that, you know? But yeah. so used to, that's what I had from last sense. But this time I thought, you know what? I'm just going to play their game. But it was still, still a far path of redemption. So then I come home and, uh, Oh, that's where it fucking gets heavy, you know. Like, <clears throat> I thought I was good, bro. I thought I was. This well touch base on addiction and mental illness, you know. I thought I was really good, you know. I'm a strong man. I'm all right. We'll be okay. I've retired. Wow, hit me like a ton of bricks, didn't it? You know. Yeah. So I come home, and I found a straight girl, good girl. We started doing that, and I didn't work, but I started doing that nine to five shit. So we take the kids to school, breakfast, lunch, and tea. Shit to go to work. I was still training, um, you know, making lunch for the kids, all them ones and that. Drop the kids off at school, pick them up, all them ones, just a normal, what society expects from you. And um, even though I was doing the right thing, I really felt like I was done. I thought, fuck it. And um, so while I was, step back a sec, while we were running trials, one of my mates, one of my close mates, he um, he was stressed out for the bullshit going on, girl problems and the trials and that. And um, he, he one day he wasn't in the dock and he was about the day before he was about to be acquitted. So they put an application to be acquitted. So the next day he was going to get acquitted. They were signing it off. He was good on that one. And he wasn't in the dock. And the lawyer said, did you hear what happened to Rara? Who? What happened? When? What are you talking about? So he killed himself last night in the cell. So, you know, and um, I was like, fuck, man. He's a brother. You know, and what the fuck? You know, he should have just waited it out. But we didn't know. We didn't know it was all going to go down. We thought the Jacks had us, you know, they were fucking us over big time, you know. Yeah, I heard about hey. that, bro. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, good guy, man. What you do? What you tap out for, brother? You know what I mean? Just hold it out. But one day I woke up, bro, and I looked around. And I thought, what the fuck's going on? Within fucking 10 minutes, Dave, I tried to neck myself, hang, string myself up. And um, fuck, bro. I think everything happens for a reason, you know? The rope ended up snapping. And um, from there, I got real angry. I thought, see, fucking man. Old mate never got any credit for what he did. And what, you were just going to do it? You know, like, my dog's looking at me and that. Thinking, well, I didn't even realize she was there, you know. She's my baby. And I thought, fuck this, you know. And uh, so I grabbed, I just got real angry. I thought, well, I'm just going to go out like that. Nah, 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 nah. So I grabbed the phone and that. I rang the jack shop. I said, oh, you can't. It's fucking, it's rah, rah. It's me. It's Gaza. So I told him my last name. I said, this is my address. I'm an SVO, serious violent offender. I said, you just want to get here now? Or I'm going to do some fucking damage, you know. And in my head, what I was thinking is I'm going to get shot by Jax. I'm going to run out on them, get shot by Jax, and um, it's all going to be over. And then at least I'll be front page and, you know, like news and that. I got shot by Jax and went out like a G. You know, that's what was going through my head at the time. But I'd just done 18 months of fucking being a good guy. I just grabbed the blade out the drawer and thinking, what's going on here? Let's get it on. Think, work and talk myself into it. Next minute, the roll door goes up. My missus rolls in. She's had a tea break from work. Before this is just like in within three minutes of me fucking ringing, she just rolls in there. She walks in, she goes, What the fuck's wrong with you? And I'm like, oh, What the fuck are you doing home? And she's like, I just come home to see you. You know, I had a tea break, got half an hour off. So I thought I was popping in and see how you're going. Thinking, fuck. She goes, What's the matter? So listen, babe, I'll tell you straight out. I'll just run the jacks. I'm done. I'm out of here. I'm tapping out. I'm finished. Forget about it. She said, What do you mean? I said, They're on their way now. Beg me. She goes, you can't, I can't let you hurt yourself. You know, what are you doing? You know, look, this is crazy. I thought, I said, oh, fuck, you know, look, caught in a situation here and I've looked out the front and I was working myself to go out and just run at them, you know, and um, I thought death by cop will be a fucking good way to go out at that stage and um, at that second and um, that minute, whatever. And uh, 
I've looked out front and by them, you know, the SOGs everywhere, you know, chopper's on its way. They've cut off the estate, you know. We can just see like the many masts and you know, all geared up, some little MP5s and that. Look, you know, hiding around all the letter boxes and, and the bushes in at the front of my area, you know, like where I was staying. And then she's like, had a look and she's like, gone wide as a ghost. What the fuck have you done? You know, what's going on? I said, I'm over it, you know. She's like, oh, you can't do this. And then so I couldn't do that, let alone what I was going to try. I was going to try and hang myself in front of my dog, you know. I was just wasn't thinking right, bro. And, um, but it was, so, so from there, anyway, it's hard to talk about. But so from there, I thought, well, fuck, I got myself in a sticky situation here, haven't I? And um, there's no way I can run out and fucking get dropped by the jacks in front of her. Like that just, because I loved her, you know, she never did nothing wrong. So I've gone out the front and said, listen, I'll talk it out from, as soon as I got out the front, pulled on me, get on the ground, get on the ground. I'll just pull my shirt up, done the Yui on him. So look, I've got nothing, nothing in my hands, you know, well, nothing. And, um, Get on the ground, so they rush me as they do, handcuff me. And Dave, this is a trippy bit, you know. As soon as I was handcuffed, I was that bliss, brother. That stressful fucking morning that I went through just all went away, man. He stood me up, and this cop that I've been dealing with for fucking 20 years plus, you know, and he was a bit of a turd. I broke his balls and that, you know, and um, he watched me grow up and terrorized the fucking area. I'm not proud of, like I say. And he's turned around, and he's gone, listen, put his handcuffs in the front. And usually he'd be into me, you know what I mean? Usually he'd be into me. And um, but he said, put his handcuffs in the front. He goes, don't, don't you worry. You can imagine what I've seen. He goes, and I've spoke to someone. I'll take a pill in the morning, you know? He goes, it helps me from my day. Because maybe you need to speak to someone. He goes, I'm not going to send you to jail today. I'm going to send you to hospital, yeah? He goes, I want you to go to hospital and talk to someone. And I was just like tripping, man. Like, what the fuck's going on here, you know? And, uh, you know, like, try to be a man. I'm all right. And that's what was going on, you know? I thought I was all right, you know? I'll come over. I'm retired, boys, you know, coming from prison, I've got this, you know, but fuck, it wasn't that easy, you know, living life in the fast lane, thinking I was a fucking little rock star, you know, from my area, I was just a small fish in a big pond, and um, so they, I sat in front of Sykes and uh, some, some little team for the next three months, and they broke it down for me, you know, and um, it was good that I spoke out, bro, like, you know, I had some mad issues, you know, I had some mad issues going on, and found out I had PTSD, and I'd never been diagnosed with ODD. They broke it down for me, which was really good, man. And then so um started to find myself a little bit, but then uh then uh then comes the drugs, bro. And uh so then come the drugs, brother. And uh that's something I'm really embarrassed about. But I t- I wear it on my sleeve, you know, like because at the end of the day I wouldn't be here now and I wouldn't be moving in the direction I am if it wasn't for all that bullshit, you know. Yeah, and I'll, I'll be- I can't become a raging junkie, bro. Proper. You know, I, I was out. I was out the game. Cause once I come home, like I said, I, I decided to step out the game. But then hit a hit a rut. Thought I was okay again, but it was still a, still a bit of bandaging to do. Plus, who was I to step out the game and rip the rewards from being on the other side of the fence of the game, and then just pack it up and go? I'm good. No, 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 no. Word doesn't work out like that. I had to feel the sting, you know. I had, yeah. to, I had to feel the other side of the fence. So. Well, well, even, you know, sorry to interrupt you, bro, but even that's yeah. sort of what I um, illustrate to people as well, you know, because there, there is no really just getting out the game and stopping crime, you know. Not a lot of people that aren't in their life don't realise that, you know, it's a long journey, you know what I mean, to, 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 to fully rehabilitate, you know. I remember one time you said um, in one of your TikToks, you're still a criminal, you just stop doing crime. You know what I mean? And that's just spot 100%. on, bro. You know what I mean? Like 100%. you're always gonna be a criminal. Once yep. you've been in the nick, mate, once you've um 
gone through all of that sort of stuff, man, the slot and getting strip searched and being dehumanized, that's going to stay with you the rest of your life. There's no ways around that. You know, it's going to stay with you, but it's just choosing not to um, do those things though. Then I went on, have to be at least a three year, maybe plus just drug fuel bender, smoking heroin, smoking ice, juice, you know, weed, alcohol, not training, some days we'll eat for two or three days. You know what I mean? Because every cent I got off the dole, I'd, uh, I'd put back into my drug habit, you know? And like I said, I wasn't moving and shaking, so there was no chance I was supplying my habit. I was just getting by, you know? So I end up, my brother put me up one night, and we got a bit past midnight. He works around the clock, working man. He's got a family, you know, all the rest of it. And he put me up, and I end up jetting the house, you know? I wasn't ready, you know? I got anxiety and shit. Bang, gone. Thought I could couldn't and um then i just come to a point where i was broken man anyways from there i ended up they put me up again and that was it man my niece was born my mum's first grandchild you know and um she's everything and i'm i was like i could have i was supposed to be clean before she was born and my brother took me to the hospital pick her up and we brought her home and went on probably another fucking few months after that still fucking up and it was killing me man like you know christmas coming up and that I was well, fuck this, man. I've got to man the fuck up. Like, what am I doing? Just got to a stage where I was saying, my brother, he'd spoke to me about two or three days before leading up to this day. And he's like, mm, yeah, okay, I'm hearing you. I'm hearing you. He knows me really well, you know, really well. And um, obviously being my brother. But he, he turned around and he goes, all right, I'm going to come get you. I'm going to come get you. I believe you're ready, you know. You must have heard it in my voice. And that was it, bro. It's fuck. It's been fucking from there, you know. Oh, gosh, they no. locked me in a bedroom. They locked me in a bedroom, brother. And, um, yeah, fed me for about a month straight. I just sucked it up, you know. Uh, I hated it, but I knew I was doing the right thing. And I was there for my niece's first Christmas. I said, oh, you know what? I'm right to get a little unit in that, I think. You know, I'll get a little unit. And we'll stay near and there. Come my close friends, my family. And, nah, forget about it. They're like, you need to go on a holiday. Get your head right. Just go somewhere for a couple of weeks. You and your dog, and just just breathe the fresh air. Walk around, have a look, take yourself outside this fucking these suburbs that you're used to, you know, especially the one. I was like, no, nah, no, nah. I tried to talk them out of it, and then I listened to them because in the end they go, and thank God I did, you know, because in the end, um, I end up going up to Cairns and seeing our, our mutual friend. You know, he was up there. I had another mutual friend up there that they both uh, they both moved on to bigger and better places. You know, done well for themselves. Yeah. And um, went up there, and my mate, as we know, you know, he, um, we both know him, and he know him well. He followed his journey. He's he's done really well on the internet. He's, he's a very influential figure. He's helped a lot of people. Shout out to Brody, you know. Yeah, big shout sure. out to Brody. He's one of the reasons I started this. He was one of the people that gave me the confidence to do this, man. So big love to Brody, bro. Big shout out to the brother doing this thing. Hundred percent. He's a good kid, eh? He's got good art. But, um, yeah, and the funny thing is, like, he was one way on that, but, you know, the funny thing is, like, you know, he was a kid and he was one of the heads that were part of the crew and the gift was the gift that keeps on giving. He ended up helping me, you know, because we started training, chopping up meals together, you know, having a feed. And he um he says to me, he goes, bro, you know, you got a mad story, bro. You got a journey, you know. He goes, you hold yourself well, guys. He goes, you're a good head. You got a beautiful dog. Go some dream reels, you know what I mean? Tell your story. You'll be right, bro. And I was, ah, we'll see what happens, you know? So thanks, bro. And then, um, so yeah, that's as much as he really gave me, bro. He didn't sort of fucking grab my phone and say, this is how it's done, you know? Mm. Just yeah. sort of give me, 
And uh, he, he coaches a lot of people how, how to do their thing. It'd be crazy not to run with it. And so it's telling my story and shooting a message to the youth and just speak. I always speak my mind, you know, I always speak my heart and just tell it how it is. It's easy like that, isn't it? And, um, bro, it's just kicked off. And, well, you know, now I've, I've got – I'm running the ball up hard, man. And I just like, <laughs> so, oh, you know what I mean? mean I mean, yeah. Yeah. I was saying we're going on to TikTok, Gary. Now we're going, we're going yeah, to Yeah, that's the one. And the, yeah. the era, the new, um, the, new, the new chapter in your life, bro. So, yeah, Fucking like you just said, man. So, um, yeah, so what? So you started uploading videos onto TikTok, onto social media and that. And yeah. it's just kicked off, hasn't it? Kicked off, brother. They're feeling me, you know, and um, <laughs> yeah, kids are reaching good. out, bro. And I'm fucking, I'm telling them how it is, and they're listening, bro. And fuck, it's awesome, bro. Look, I think of all that bullshit I just talked about, all that shit I went through, the hell, the heartache, you know, the good times and the bad times, and put me where I am today. It's only early days, brother. It's only early days. Only you know? early days, too, man. You're only two months yeah. in, bro, and you're already oh, yeah. like you're already levels ahead, man. Thank you, my brother. And um, I was, yeah, I'm gonna take advantage of it, bro. Look, I will not. I will not let nothing jade my vision, bro, because I know that this is what I'm meant for. This is what I'm here for, you know? Yeah, TikTok Gary was double R. That actually come up because I was, um, we went out on the town. We had a night to go out to clubs and everybody's come up to me on photos. Hey, TikTok Gary, you're off TikTok shit. <laughs> love. What the fuck's going on here, bro? So we changed no. my name to TikTok Gary. We ran with it. Yeah, bro, you know, like... They made it, it was it happened naturally. You know? It's not something I'll come up with myself. Everybody come up with it. Yeah, it's now oh, it's crazy. that for you, man? That would have been a good feeling, bro. It's a trip, bro. I'm just caught in the moment, you know. But like I said, I'm not gonna let it jade my vision. You know, like I'm here for a purpose, and my purpose is to to reach out to the youth, man. And and hopefully I can't tell them what to do because we all have to make mistakes and learn by them. Do you know? And um, but what I can tell them is how it worked out for me. And so many kids are gonna go through it, you know, they think it's cool. Do you know to play up? You know, it starts with little shit. And uh, especially these days, you know, you got kids warring over area codes and that, like, and dying and shit, you know? And it's fucking hectic. What a waste of life. And as you know yourself, Dave, we've watched so many people lose their life to jail, end up being buried at an early age, end up washed up, lost their mind on drugs. You know? It's just a way. And we, 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 we were surrounded by it, bro. You know, that's all we knew. You know, hopefully a byproduct of that one day is our own my own rehab center. Not hopefully, I will. You know, I shouldn't say hope. I will. I'm very seven. So, yeah, I'll fight the war on drugs for my own little. Listen, I don't agree with the government and the police. You know, look, I haven't seen many good things from them. Obviously, if you're a civilian, someone closed through your window, you're meant to ring the police. You pay your taxes. I understand that. But from the world I was in, you know, you can't punch someone in the mouth and say, now don't punch this guy. I'm going to fucking punish you for it. You know what I mean? You just smack me in the mouth, bro. What are you telling me? Don't punch this guy. You know what I mean? It doesn't work like that. But um, that's the that's the world I grew up in. With police and then the government, I mean, you know, like I said, I was corrupted by power and money. I mean, have a look at the pharmaceutical companies, you know, the, the alcohol, tobacco, you know. You know <laughs> well, what I mean? even the corrections, bro. Look at corrections, corrections, man. You know what I mean? It's all, it's all about this, mate. It's all about it's this. It comes back to a dollar and it, it blinds us for what's right, you know. And we lose our morals and our honour and that, you know. Maybe when I'm sitting back in a rehab centre and fighting the war on drugs, you know, and like I said, I'm a crook. That just doesn't do crime. I don't believe in the government and the police. Well, I'm not a big fan of them, you know. So either side, I find a little bit of an identity crisis because I'm sitting on the fence fighting it from my own angle, bro. And it's a little, oh, that's bro, a little I'm, bit tricky. 
I'm you with know? you there, man. Honestly, every word <laughs> you're speaking, I I know exactly how you feel, man. Because me Thank too, you. I'm hard out against drugs, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm hard out yeah. against it, man. And I I am against people peddling the stuff, even though I do know people. 100%. You know what I mean? I'm against it, mate. You know what I mean? But at the same time, yeah, I've got no faith in the government or the police either. So it's just no, like, that's why we just <laughs> gotta keep our vision, bro, and just know yeah. that it's like a boat, mate. When they go through the water. It starts off these little ripples, bro, but they turn into waves, man. And that's just one boat, you know what I mean? Just cruising and through you. there. And that's all we can do, man, you know? But, yeah, yeah no, I know what you know. mean. I know what you're trying to say, by the way, yeah. Thank you, bro. It's it's awesome to hear someone speak the same, you know? Like, I, we get it. Someone that gets me, you know? Yeah, it is weird. It's a weird is. feeling, isn't it? You know, yeah. it's tricky. I don't want to be a fucking skunk or I shouldn't say skunk because I've got a little crew on TikTok that calls skunk gang. So I shouldn't say skunk, but I don't want to be a dog and and, yeah, and, and, and kick it off for the fucking, um, for the jacks and the yeah. fucking government and, and, and jump in the trenches for them. But at the same time, I'm not about anybody that poisons the community. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So it's like, it is what it is. So on that note, well, we, we touched base on skunks and that. <laughs> so you know, a bunch of little Aussie kids and that we get, they get on my lives on TikTok and, we, we have a banter and that and then fucking one night just come up skunk this skunk that having a laugh you know having a between the boys and obviously the words don't have weight like they used to and so we end up running it's called the skunk gang and so we we troll cunts lives and that and just have a laugh and drop a bunch of skunk emojis in there and just spam their lives you know <laughs> so i'll be battling them on tiktok and i'll give them the signal they jump over bang and throws throws the people i'm battling off off their game you know instead of coaching their team and we're going to get this they say, what the fuck are all these skunks in my fucking spam you know it's like a diversion tactic on my little tiktok art of war you know and we love <laughs> nice. it yeah but um, anyway so skunk gang stands for we've, we've come up with a you know abbreviation or whatever you call it of it so it stands for sick cunts uniting not criminals good australians not gangsters you know so all the kids follow my leave i'll really put it out there it's not cool to be a crim oh man gary brother honestly the way you're speaking man i can feel the passion bro i can see the vision um and you can definitely see the vision man so um brother uh, man i'm excited for you man and um just to, to be able to do this for you man and give you this time to speak your truth man and i just hope that it just leads to more and more good stuff, man. More radio interviews, man. Some TV time because you deserve it, brother. You know what I mean? Thank Especially you, over there in Melbourne at the moment, man. A lot of people are going to um listen to your voice, man. But look, man, we're wrapping up to the end of this, brother. Um, yep. Man, did you have any sort of closing remarks, man, or anything? Yeah, you bro, to speak I do. On, I do want to say, just want to touch base. I want to say, Dave, bro, you're a fucking legend, brother. Look, you are truly a king. I really appreciate what you're doing, you know. Oh, thank you for the opportunity. But that aside, you know, obviously you've given me a chance to shoot my message to the youth. But, bro, you're a true G, bro. You're a proper G, you know. Like, where you've come from, I know your story, brother. You know, I'm from Melbourne too, you know. I heard all about you. You yeah. know what I mean? I heard yeah. things. I don't think we never ran into each other. But, um, bro, and what you're doing now, motherfucker, it takes some, takes some fucking minerals, bro. And full respect to you, brother. You, you you are a fucking proper don. You know what I mean? You, you, you got it. You got it down pat, bro. Hundred percent respect. Yeah, full respect. Nah. Thanks, yeah. brother. It's this all love, man. You know that's why I love bringing, bro. That's why I love this, man. Being able to give brothers platforms, especially blokes that I've done time with, man. And you know, yeah. we, we haven't met, bro. But I heard the names, bro. You know what I mean? Being yeah, able yeah. to give people a platform, it's just, bro. It's just a beautiful thing, man. It's a beautiful. It is, bro. Thing. We it all is, move this fucking... one, bro. We might be yeah. across the ditch there, man, but, you know, we're moving as one. We're um, better together than the divided. And there needs more boys like this, especially in Melbourne, bro. You know what I mean? That um, 
get more of a platform that have lived that life. You know, I know in Sydney, a lot of boys have been getting platforms that have been able to change their lives around. It needs to happen more in Melbourne, you know, more figures that have done time and are being praised by society. You know what I mean? It, it definitely needs to happen more, man. But look, brother, nothing but love and respect, mate. Um, wishing you all of the best in your endeavours. You too, my brother. All of that. And um, same, brother, same. we'll talk soon anyway, my bro. All right, sweet as my